The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And Jesus said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then Jesus said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places, famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents, and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, by brothers and sisters, and by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I have to say, if I were there in Thessalonica, I very much hope that St. Paul wouldn't look right at me while he says, no work, no food. It seems kind of harsh, without some backstory. I had a friend once tell me that we should all be worshiping in our houses rather than a church building, just like the early Christians did. I explained that the reason why they did this, it wasn't out of choice, but because they were persecuted. They were hiding, they were on the run. Old architecture from the time shows that the hidden rooms in these houses actually had baptismal fonts and an altar much like here in the church today, but on a smaller scale. After Jesus' resurrection and ascension into heaven, they all believed that the end times were here, back in the first century, and his return would be immediate. So they did do their work, but no more than what was necessary. Why bother, right? As time went on and times were bleak, they began to lose hope. St. Paul visited the town and he saw their situation. And coming from his background as a tent maker, as a blue collar worker, he intended his words, you know, to, that those who, who eat should be working, to inspire them. He wanted to keep their hopes alive. 
and to build up the church in their community. Now every Sunday when we say the creed right after the homily, we solemnly profess our belief that Jesus will come again to judge the living and the dead. The church has never claimed to know when Jesus' return will happen. It could be today, it could be many, many years from now. Jesus himself told us that we cannot know the day nor the hour. So if anyone ever comes knocking on your door and tells you the exact date, you can be sure that they're a little bit off track. But the fact remains, Jesus will return. That's when the battle between good and evil will come to an end. On that day, as the prophet Malachi tells us, the arrogant and the evildoers will have neither root nor branch. Evil will finally be made powerless. But those who have spent their lives battling against sin and injustice, living in friendship with Christ, will receive their reward. They will finally experience the fullness of life that they always hoped for, but could only experience in part while the battle still raged on. For those who do not know or believe in Christ, the future is dark and it's a threatening mystery. But for us, it's a coming victory. Good is going to win. Knowing that God's kingdom will be victorious and last forever has a very practical effect. It gives us a chance to be more energetic and confident in building up that kingdom. Jesus tells his apostles that they will undergo persecution and the sword, but they're not to worry since it will lead to giving their testimony. They will testify. And that's what we're called to do, to tell others about Christ, to bring them into the church so that they too can reestablish in an intimate relationship and friendship with God and set out on the path to eternal life so that they can have the same peace of mind that we have from knowing what the future holds. Jesus tells his apostles that they will even, even experience betrayal, but despite that, he's still going to be protecting them. Not a hair on your head will perish. And for those of us with less hair, We'll be okay too. <laughs> Jesus goes on to tell them they should never give up their efforts. By your endurance, you will gain souls. These past two years have been difficult, and there is a lot of work that needs to be done, and our family of parishes too. Just like in the time of the apostles, each of you have an opportunity to help rebuild. To not lose hope, as St. Paul encouraged the early Christians. Here at Good Shepherd, there is a stewardship list that will be handed out at the end of Mass. This is a list of all the different ministries and needs within our family of parishes. So please take that list home, take some time and pray with it. And ask, ask God what gifts of your time and talent that you can share with your parish. Next week, we'll also have a card for you to check off what you'd maybe like to do. Then over the next few weeks, someone will reach out to you to talk about it further. But today at Mass, as we continue, when we once again profess our faith in the everlasting future of his kingdom, let's also renew our commitment to building it.